0: Right, clap sync. Three, two, one. two oh. <laughs>
1: We're never allowed to clap sync again. Oh no.
0: <laughs> He's fine. mastered. I'm Will, and this is the music podcast for cat lovers. On the show this week, I'm joined by Jess. Hello. And James. Hello. <laughs> On the show this week, we are going to be reviewing the new Pillow Queens album. We've got the upcoming releases you need to know about, but first, the news. In the news this week, Moog have announced a new Etherwave theremin. Uh, Moog Music, the legendary American uh, synthesizer brand, has announced its latest instrument. It's called the Etherwave Theremin. Uh, it's based on the company's original Etherwave circuitry and aesthetic, as designed by Bob Moog himself in 1996. Uh, it's billed as an update to Moog's Etherwave Standard and Etherwave Plus instruments. Uh, it includes improved bass response, updated antenna connections, mute control that can be used for pitch preview through headphones, and CV output integration to connect to other synthesizers, which could be quite cool. Like, use the theremin to control like the filter on a different synth or something. Could be interesting for live performance. Uh, next up in the news, Yard Act claimed the biggest vinyl album of 2022 so far. Uh their debut record The Overload, which we've reviewed in a previous episode, uh topped the official chart company's end-of-quarter vinyl chart, uh, selling over eleven thousand copies on vinyl since its initial release in February. Uh, the album actually lost out on topping the official album charts earlier in the year, uh, missing out to the new Years and Years album. The band says to th- officialcharts.com, uh, quote, it's ace to have won music for at least one quarter of the year. Clearly it has made some form of connection with enough people for this to happen, which is the most important thing. We're incredibly grateful for that, and we'll never forget that. To all our team, and the whole crew at Island Records for believing in us, working so hard, and chucking loads of money at it, thank you. So, that's it for the news, let's get on to our review for this week. We're looking at Leave the Light On by Pillow Queens. Uh, Clocking in at 43 minutes and 28 seconds. This is the band's second album, released on April the 1st, 2022 on Royal Mountain Records. It was produced and mixed by Thomas McLaughlin uh, and mastered by Katie Tavini. Uh, From the label's website, here's a quote. Uh, It's a lonely record evoking feelings of late-night drives on back roads where you digest the day and quietly change lanes. Leave the Light On comes at a time where things are rapidly accelerating for the band. After the success of 2020's In Waiting, Pillow Queens went on to play bigger venues, festivals, and played James Corden. I like that bit because it (laughs) sounds like they pulled, like... Do you remember the BBC show Hustle? Where they used to, like, con people out of money, but it was bad people and they gave the money away. (laughs) Sounds like they've done that, but to James Corden. (laughs) Uh, At a point where most artists would get less personal and inward, Pillow Queens did the opposite. Leave the Light On is their most inward-focused release to date. It's also a record about exploring the unknown and for yearning. So, with that out of the way, what did we think of this album, James?
2: I felt this album had some good things, but for me, it was mostly negative, I'm I'm afraid to share. Um, the, in general, the album really didn't vibe with me. The instrumentation was okay, um, but I think a lot of the songs just fell flat. Um, they felt unimaginative, and they felt really lost, especially within the lyrics. And I don't know how our song breakdown, track breakdown, will go, because... I have pretty much the same feeling for every track. And that feeling is mostly, yeah, the instrumentation is kind of good. It doesn't really go anywhere that and that's groundbreaking, but it's all right. It's, apart from some moments, it's okay. Um, but then lyrically, it's, it's weird because lyrically, it does feel personal, as you mentioned, Will. But it also feels just like a load of words thrown at the canvas. It doesn't feel like there's a, a theme to it. It doesn't feel like there's a story to the lyrics. It almost feels like a, po- a a poem put into song, but not in the good way. Like, you know, those poems that you read and they just make no sense. <laughs> and like the poems you read at school and they're like, yeah, the poet's trying to get across this. And you're like, no, they're not. It's just a load of words. Um, and that's what that's... This,
0: that is what this felt James like. breaks down the GCSE poetry anthology. <laughs> it's just words. It's just words. Sides, um,
2: and I guess it just comes down to that just being really vague and not having a story and a vision. I think that's what it lacks is a lot of vision. Towards the end you don't do have the theme of like I guess woman power. And that's cool, but it's just it's not Portrayed very well, they they don't get the point across very well for me, um, and a lot of the tracks, or well, some of the tracks, I won't say a lot of it, but some of the tracks where the instrumentation gets a bit better in like the chorus, they, it feels like really um, really muddy and uh, saturated with a load of instruments and fuzz, and it's just really disappointing. Um, I guess that's another word to call this album It was disappointing I was hoping for more, like the start of the album Like, oh, this is kind of good But then, it just It wasn't good for me And that's all I can really say for now
0: Then let's move on to Jess
1: Alright, well I gotta say, this is the time so far in all our albums where I actually disagree the most with what someone else has said, which is interesting. We like that. We like spicing up a bit. It's been way too chummy around here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's time for division.
1: Uh, I really Let's enjoyed break up this. The band. <laughs> um, I enjoyed it like from the get go. Basically, instantly, I just really liked the overall sound of it and the production. Um, I thought it was all very like satisfying on the ear. Uh, Particularly, see, maybe it's the way you don't like it, James, because this is your thing, but I I really like the guitar tones on it. Um, I guess it wasn't necessarily anything completely groundbreaking, or yeah, it's not like I haven't heard similar stuff, but I just thought it was really nice. Um, And I liked the fact that it had, it always felt like it had enough space in the album and between the instruments to let you focus on each thing and kind of keep it quite um, engaging and it gave it a lot of atmosphere which i think i think honestly the band description that you read out well was it was very on point actually to me it felt like a very lonely album but not to the point of being miserable either um i guess it i do feel like at points it felt a little bit samey throughout like some of the songs did feel quite similar uh one of the things that helped kind of alleviate this was the fact that it had the two vocalists which i thought was really nice it switched between the two and had one as uh lead and one as the backing and nearly around or or had them at just sort of different proportions throughout which is nice and it just kept it varied yeah i i guess the instrumentation isn't anything i haven't heard before but overall it was just yeah it was just a positive it was just a nice easy listen um but yeah the vocals were kind of the maybe the highlight for me i guess they, they're quite, like, quite like prominent as well in the mix, I guess. So that helped me pay attention to all the lyrics a lot more. And I really liked the lyrics, James, sorry. Um, they're probably the strongest point for me because to me, that was what helped it stand out from other albums I've heard that sound quite similar. I guess I'm probably somewhat the target audience for this. So that probably just helped because I was a bit on the same wavelength at the start. So maybe that gave me the extra boost towards liking it. But to me, they all told a really good story. Um, And it had, it is a really hard balance between being poetic or being really pretentious or being very honest, but then veering into being cheesy. And I thought it, like, towed that line really well. Um, So, like, one line I picked up as an example was, she learned to talk before you from, oh, what's it called? House That Sailed Away. And... Like I feel like it in some context, it could be just a bit like oh, it's a bit cheesy, but I don't know. It just worked well. It's really simple, but tells the story in the context of the song to me really well. I'm not normally, normally too bothered by lyrics at all, but I just thought they were well written here and they just stood out to me. And sometimes I thought that even if I wasn't picking up on like specific themes that they were trying to mention, um, I just enjoyed like the amount of emotional weight that all of it had. It felt like. Um, reminded me of Mitski a lot, who's another artist I like, and sometimes the actual vocals I thought were quite similar, like the way they were sung, reminded me of Mitski. It felt very cathartic, I guess, a lot of the time. And definitely introspective, that's definitely a word to describe this. And I feel like even if the actual scenarios they mention in the songs aren't necessarily real, like directly coming from their experience, I think the emotions behind them must do. It just feels like that to me. I, I obviously don't know exactly what they are thinking, but it feels like they come from a real place. And when you find out that the band is made up of four queer women as well, and that's kind of one of their, I don't know, uh, that's something they kind of openly describe as influencing their music. I guess that makes sense. You can imagine there's a lot they can draw on there. So yeah, to me, this was a really easy listen and something I could feel like I could listen to sort of in my room on my own with my headphones but also somewhere more loud like in the car with my friends um and people would enjoy it so yeah not flawless but definitely a positive for me now here's a deciding vote
0: (laughs) (laughs) not there yet let's see if this is going to the top or the bottom (laughs) of the rankings um so i think if you take this album by itself i think it's really strong Um, I think Pillow Queens have really great songwriting. Like you said, Jess, I think, like, just their sound and kind of the types of guitar tones they use in kind of their specific niche of indie rock just kind of works for me. However, my opinion on this record is pretty heavily coloured by their debut in Waiting because I loved that album when it came out and I've been listening to it a lot ever since. And On this one, uh, like it said in the quote that I pulled, they seem to be aiming for bigger venues. Like, there's something about the production and kind of the way that they're writing that feels like they're aiming for bigger places. But part of what I really liked about In Waiting was how it sounded like an album for smaller venues. Like, it came out in December 2020, so that was kind of a time where we'd gone without gigs for so long it it felt like it just represented like those kind of small gigs at like theckler or the louisiana and places like that to me and it it just conveyed that sound really well of being this band that you know you go and see and like they blow you away because they've just done that like they just executed that sound impeccably this one loses that in some ways because it feels like they're going more for, like, alley-pally than they are those smaller venues. Like, the change in music is really quite subtle, but it feels to me like they've kind of gone from being, like, more of an indie band to being more of an alt-rock band. Despite, maybe if you compare them to other bands, that doesn't really make sense, but there's something about this album that has that kind of bigger place kind of feel to it and what i felt it kind of lacked maybe was that May not even less it's not even less personal it's just more like their debut just for me just had this perfect sense of place and feeling to it and this one doesn't quite match that which i think i'm reacting negatively to beyond that i think generally it's it's really strong there are a few moments where I'm like oh the songwriting here's not quite as good as the debut was. And it feels like one of those situations where what's the quote where like you've got forever to write your first album and then your second one you have to do in 2 years or whatever. It feels like kind of one of those situations where their date all of the tracks on their debut felt really polished and like they've been like they've been going around and playing them for quite a while which they had at live shows and stuff. Whereas this one, obviously they haven't had that because live shows haven't been on. It just feels like it's lacking that extra bit of polish in certain places where I think, oh, that could have been a bit better or that could have used a bit more work. I feel like I'm coming off very negatively in what I'm saying, but <laughs> actually the content here is really good, but a lot of the positives are just the same ones I would have picked up on it on in waiting. And other than just kind of being more of that, for me, there aren't new reasons to listen to the band for me. Maybe this might bring them to more people. But if I was going to listen to a Pillow Queen's record, I think nine times out of ten, I'm going to the debut.
1: I'd never listened to them before. I'd not actually heard of them. So I guess I'm going in without that context. It just makes sense that you might think of that differently.
0: I feel like the opening track be by your side is kind of the best example of them doing. It's the best example of them kind of going into that alt rock sphere and making it work. Cause it it kind of, it has a similar feel to some of the later tracks on in waiting where it has this long build and then it's kind of euphoric when it goes off, but having that new style on it makes it feel even more epic. You know, there's, more stuff going into the production and the arrangement's bigger and by the time you get to the end you know the guitar's kind of wailing and it it's great and it it's kind of streamlined a bit so you know all, all of the kind of bits where people could sing along like people can sing along like there aren't any kind of irish place names that you have to kind of wrap your mouth around <laughs> if you're you're an english listener right it just kind of works so I feel like for me that that's kind of the best example of they're taking on this new style and it really working. Yeah, this track was probably
2: my favorite. Um as I mentioned earlier, yeah, it's it started well for me. Um specifically their lyrics did work for me in this one because they re- they really painted a picture in it, um especially when they were um singing about, I want to feel, like, I want to feel every pulse in the shake in your leg. Like, I felt very visual, and it feels like you can feel that yourself while you're listening to it. Um, yeah, the, the, This is also one where I felt like it did get muddy during the chorus. Things didn't feel, there wasn't much clarity. But, to be fair, this was my favourite one.
1: Yeah, this was, like I said, the first one I had ever heard by them and immediately got me hooked, really. Um, didn't take... Like, even on my first listen, I was very much, like, just invested in it and kind of singing along by the end. So I, I see what you mean about it being suitable for live shows. I, I did actually think about it. um, like I had the same thought of it sounding like it was geared up for live shows and sounding like almost a live recording at points, and I can't really put my finger on how, but it definitely does. I just forgot to mention it in my... um summary but i didn't but having the distinction between smaller venues and bigger venues is not like partly because i haven't listened to the other album not something i really picked up on but yeah the fact that it's so easy to sing along to and and uh catch on to the lyrics i guess does speak to that yeah and a lot of the songs are quite long as well so and this is another one like it it surprised me i guess for an opening track it kind of kept coming back for like more choruses and more extra bits and um I enjoyed that, but yeah, it's just like more build up at each point.
0: Uh, The second track, The Wedding Band, one of the shorter songs, I guess, on the record at four minutes. Uh, I think this this and Be By Your Side, I think, are a really strong opening to the album. And I think if it would, you know, just kind of these two tracks and you kind of stop the album after that, I would have been like, oh, this is fantastic you know like they're doing something a bit different but it's still kind of the the sound that i liked from the first one um i think the the intro to it is really great because they've taken what could have easily been just some simple strummed guitar chords and they've kind of fleshed it out and added a bit of texture to it in interesting ways um and then i think yeah the hook the hook again kind of feels like it's going to play well to crowds live. It might just be me not
2: understanding things, and that happens quite often. But in the chorus, uh, they talk about the um, all the weight in the land tighter than a wedding band. I'm still trying to get my head around that one. I still don't really understand it. Maybe someone can help me here, but... Just right now, I, just, I don't really get the metaphor. Uh, to be honest, I'm just that could be a the saying. The
1: lyrics to like be able to refer yeah, to me them. Too.
2: I think it like kind of applies to the verses as well. There's there's some like like I tra- mentioned in the first track. There's a lot of lines that give you these visuals, and I think it does that really
0: well. But it just feels very random and disjointed from line to line. I think that they're trying to get across the idea of being kind of. Weighed down or having baggage, right? They're talking about weight, they're talking about like a wedding band being tight. I guess they're kind of trying to get across some sense of kind of maybe being trapped, right? If you're talking mm. about the tightness in, of a wedding band in, in a marriage, yeah, okay. like the commitment,
1: yeah. I guess. Mm. I mean, judging by some of the other tracks as well, I would like if you take those stories into Consideration here, not that you necessarily should. Then that would seem to be the case. But speculating about lyrics meanings is hard, and yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and there's no right answer. Yep. <laughs> the next track, I feel like, is where we, where I feel like, it starts to feel like this was kind of put together and kind of thrown out so that they can get on a tour a bit. I think it. It's a song that I think might grow on me over time, where e- even on the debut, like there were some songs where you know there were songs that I got to kind of really love after a few lessons, so it might kind of be like that, but it's where I felt like this doesn't feel like a step forward, really. for me, it felt very much like a formulaic song
2: um and yeah, yeah, felt like the same formula as the last track um, and the themes were still vague for me so yeah, this is kind of where even even at this point kind of got a bit, you know didn't want to listen to too much more
0: <laughs> They do switch up the formula on the fourth track uh, House yeah. That Sailed Away mm. where it, it does have that waltzy feel to it mm. and I kind of like that it's kind of going for that kind of like slow dance type sound um in the chorus of it i really like the guitar that they bring in as well where i feel like up until then the the melodies are all quite sparse like there's not really much going on and then all at once they kind of bring in the guitars doing there's just a lot more going on at that point which i think kind of works as a progression because it kind of comes in at the moment that y- you start to be like okay i need something else i didn't love the vocals in the chorus it's another point where i feel like maybe you could have done a bit more with that um see if i can find the actual lyric oh yeah where she's singing uh show me how to be your man which i don't know it just it's reminiscent a lot of the kind of things that they were singing about on their debut as well which there's nothing wrong with kind of sticking to stuff that you like to sing about but also i i don't know if it's going to be kind of the crux of the chorus in a song i kind of want a bit more maybe i think this song actually did well in terms of dynamics um
2: there were a load of there were peaks and troughs and fade in, fade out that it did it that really well and i guess that kind of reflects the imagery of a house sailing away Um, but yeah lyrically it kind of lost me as well Um, and the fade out was interesting I guess
0: (laughs) haven't heard the fade out for a while oh yeah I wanted to bring this up actually but I forgot to make a note it's the world's longest fade out
2: (laughs) why does it go on for so long
0: I'd kind of understand it if it was fading out to something else like that you could have, like, an ambient piece that they've written, right? And then it kind of fades out and you kind of drop down and then slowly you start to hear the ambience behind it or whatever. Or you fade out to some other different idea. But it's just fading out to nothing and it's just repeating the same loop. It's just a normal fade out. It just takes five times as long for some <laughs> reason. A Beatles song, but worse.
1: I mean, bear with me here, but actually, yeah, as you say... So it's clearly influenced by like old slow dance songs i firstly i thought that was a really interesting influence because just for the simple fact that i haven't really heard anyone else do it like there's been a million and one albums and songs lately that take influence from like 80s synth pop or whatever um or 90s grunge there's there's a lot but that's just that's just a, a genre in the past that i have not seen anyone pick up on and do something interesting with in the modern day, and I just thought it was cool. I just like this song um, because of that. It was just—it's a—it feels like a modern song, and yeah, it's got this interesting background to it. But I literally just saw this as you were mentioning it. <laughs> what? What if it is just like a, a reference to the fact that a lot of those songs did have fade outs? I don't know. I'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> <laughs> But i sure. I liked...
0: they can have it, but.
1: <laughs> and with the lyrics, <laughs> so I think, as well, I kind of liked how it was um, yeah, kinda of taking some of the like on the nose talk about like romance and relationships and things that you get in those older songs, but putting a different twist on it and kind of putting some subtlety on it as well, in like from a slightly different perspective again like bringing a modern twist onto it which i thought was cool i just like that it was something just really fresh to me
0: yeah i thought all, all of the other lyrics i was like i actually really enjoyed and yeah i can't really say it much better than you just did it's just that chorus part where and it's not even just the lyrics it's kind of the the way it's sung and everything it just comes together to not work for me Uh, the next three tracks I feel like are kind of the the weeds of the album I I don't want to be too like harsh about it because I I think they're they're still solid songs it's just there was nothing about them that really like perked my ears up I guess Mm, Delivered kind of has like a slow start which is interesting but I'm not sure it does anything super exciting with that certainly not in the way that Be By Your Side does
1: yeah I felt that for sure like none of them are bad but it just kind of started to sound a bit samey here none of them Uh, really stood out as much delivered uh, is more uh, fun if you imagine it as like a Hermes driver singing it
2: (laughs) I actually like delivered and well kept wife quite not quite a lot more than the others um delivered had more of a i don't know how to describe it as i put it here meaty tonal quality um there was more like oomph to it and well kept wife um had a cool sliding guitar riff and um it was more bass forward which i appreciated and i thought this song um, breathed well but then ended like quite muddy again um i don't really have an opinion on no
0: good woman (laughs) i think historian and my body moves are kind of the tracks where it kind of like starts to kind of kick back into gear a bit with historian it's kind of where we go back to going and doing three four um but like the the songwriting's like really stripped back like it's a very simple song lyric wise, um, and yeah, it does just feel like okay, it's something kind of different. Like it's doing three four, but it doesn't feel like that slow dancey thing. It's it's doing something else, and I mm-hmm. think the lyrics are really strong and they do kind of like paint this picture really well, despite not actually doing much literally.
2: Yeah, for historian, I felt like that was more. There's more context behind this song that I didn't get told about. About her making coffee and she's a historian. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know.
1: James but wants more.
2: I want, I James want wants more context. The full... I need a historian so now, too. now you
1: wish you were back in GCSE poetry, right? English lit. <laughs> Yeah. I want uh, someone to explain it to you.
2: <laughs> it, it had a pretty guitar to it. Um, but... Towards the end, there's like among the this um, crescendo of instruments. There's like a random <laughs> piano smashing bit at the like among it. Like I don't, they're just pressing random keys. I don't know why they did it, Did that for that bit?
0: It didn't feel right. You wouldn't mind if it was Radiohead.
1: <laughs> that was a great way of summing this up. <laughs> I liked this one. This, yeah, brought my attention back onto the album again. Um, yeah, the 3-4 in it, it, it was good. I, to me, it was like a different way of doing it. Um, it made the whole thing kind of feel like it kept moving along, like it didn't come to a definitive close at any point. It just kept rolling to the next bit and to the next bit, and it felt like a a little bit, like you couldn't quite get comfortable because of that, but in a good way. I don't know. It was an interesting feeling and kind of melancholy as well at points. Like The, the overall melodies in this song were quite, um, yeah, I don't want to say bittersweet because I feel like that's almost more positive sounding. They were just a bit off, but like intentionally making you a bit on edge. I don't know.
2: Bitter salt.
1: Bitter sour. <laughs> Thanks for your contribution.
0: Uh, And then My Body Moves. There's nothing in particular I can pick out about the track where I think this is why this is kind of one of the ones I enjoyed the most. There's just something about it where it feels more distinctive than those three middle tracks, despite it doing lots of the same stuff as everything else. Any other thoughts in general?
1: I like the album cover a lot. We don't talk about that very often, but it's a good one to me.
2: Yeah, I like it. It's interesting. Agreed. <laughs> cool. And it right. does
0: some cool moving stuff on Ooh. Apple Music. Yeah. Here's a question you should be expecting. Do you recommend our listeners check this album out? James? Um, for all the reasons I've just
2: mentioned, no. Jess?
1: Yes, although if you don't like it after the first couple of tracks, you can just turn off, because you're probably not going to feel any better after that.
0: I'm going to say you should listen to their debut instead. If you like that, then yes, you should listen to this as Be well. Honest, I probably should do that. <laughs> but mm. yeah, even, if you didn't like this, go and listen to their first album, because you might like that more.
1: I will listen to that.
0: Right, it's time to rank it. I feel like this... This could go anywhere at this point. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the rankings currently stand as at number one, Black Country New Road with ants from up there. A number two, Oso Oso with sore thumb, and number three, Animal Collective with time skiffs. A number four, a Bibio Sound Machine with electricity. A number five, Bo- Bonobo with fragments. A number six, Yard Act with the overload. A number seven, Bodega with broken equipment. A number eight, Beach House with once twice melody. And number nine. Charlie XEX with Crash. Number 10, Jack Francis' self-titled album. Number 11, String Machine with Hallelujah Hell Yeah. Number 12, Burial with Anti-Dawn. And number 13, Earl Sweatshirt with Sick.
1: I'm not really sure, Where do we
0: think Leave the Light On by Pillow Queens should go? How low down um... do I want to put this?
1: <laughs> I'm broadly just thinking... <laughs> Um slightly below halfway up the chart, I reckon. But it's hard, like it's I feel like it's one so of So that would time. be because I like the eight because I like the overall sound, but also it's kind of samey. That I I can't tell whether I'm gonna grow to um grow to like not mind the sameness and appreciate more of the small details and like it more over time. Or if I'm going to get bored of it all sounding the same over time instead, it's going to go down. I think it's going to have to be a case-by-case thing for me.
2: (laughs) I think I'll pull it on the same level as Jack Francis, so I might pull it at number
0: 11.
1: What about you, Will?
0: I'm not sure. Let's see where we get to, because... We'll see. So, who thinks it should go above Sick? Yes. I do. Oh, yeah. Should it go above Anti-Dawn? Yes. Yeah, it wouldn't be too harsh. Yes. Should it go above String Machine? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Should it go above Jack Francis? Yes. Nah. Yes. Should it go above Charlie X yet? Yeah, now I'm starting to think, (laughs) should it it go higher? I think than Crash, yes.
1: Yeah, okay. Tentatively.
0: Here's the one I'm not sure about. Should it go above Once, Twice, Melody? I think if, if I put it above this, I'm not going any higher. I definitely don't think it should go higher than Bodega.
2: Going, going. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm.
1: I think I'd be happy with it here.
0: Yeah, I'm alright with it below Beach House. I feel like this one I might come back to more. Mm. Like, there are songs that I prefer. And I'm not realistically going to listen to the whole of Beach House again.
1: Yeah, I'd say Beach House is maybe trying some more new stuff and kind of pushing themselves a bit more than this, so... Yeah. Even though I, I yeah, also am not going to listen to Beach House as much. All right. Agreed.
0: So, it's going in at number nine. So we
2: had very differing opinions, but we only really had, like, a few... A few places away where we wanted to put it.
1: And that means less now that there's actually quite a few albums on there, not just, like, four.
0: Yeah. So that's it. The new rankings. Black Country, New Road at number one. Oso Oso at number two. Animal Collective at number three. Abibio Sound Machine at number four. Bonobo at number five. Yard Act at number six. Bodega at number seven. Beach House at number 8, Pillow Queen's at number 9, Charlie XCX at number 10, Jack Francis at number 11, String Machine at number 12, Burial at number 13, and Earl Sweatshirt at number 14. Right, that's it for the review, and that brings us on to upcoming releases. What's coming out this week? First off, if you want another Irish rock band, Fontaine's DC are releasing their third album in as many years. The new record's called Skinty Fear. I think that's something in irish i don't know how i'm supposed to say that uh australian prog rock band king gizzard and the lizard wizard are releasing a new album this week called omnium gatherium
1: of course they are
0: yep it'll be naturally interesting at least it will uh claire rusey is releasing a new album called everything perfect is already here Uh, This is her going back to doing uh, ambient stuff. Uh, She released a really good ambient album last year called A Softer Focus. Um, And then earlier this year, she did a collaborative album that was like hyper pop and kind of pop punk stuff all mixed up. Uh, So this is her going back to doing solo ambient music.
1: That is quite a range.
0: But yeah, uh, I've listened to a tiny, a small snippet of one of the tracks and it seems... Really good. Uh, space rock band Spiritualized are releasing a new album called Everything Was Beautiful. They're kind of one of those like mainstay bands that lots of people are fans of, but I don't know many people who actually like like them. I know what you mean. Uh, that the album for next week is Wet Legs self-titled debut album giving the world away this week that's it for upcoming releases and that's it for the show thank you for listening you should subscribe to us on your podcast service of choice potentially turn on notifications if that's something you can do you can follow us on twitter at unmuted weekly and on instagram at unmuted unmastered you can get in touch with us by sending us an email at amutedamastered at gmail.com. I can announce that the album for next week is Wet Legs self-titled debut album.